So for those of you that think that Vegas is for bachelorette trips or maybe going to go see the Jersey Boys, think again, because Vegas now, especially downtown Las Vegas, that's being transformed into a tech hotspot. And we've got Jacqueline Jensen of TicketCake.com on today to tell us about not only about her startup, Ticket Cake, it's event uh, ticketing, very cool stuff. Uh, but she's also going to be telling us about downtown Las Vegas project that's headed up by, I'm sure many of you know about it, it's headed up by Tony Shea of Zappos.com. So make sure that you stay tuned through the entire 30 minutes and use the hashtag YFE chat to connect with one another. This is Jennifer Dono. I'm the host of Young Female Entrepreneurs. I'm noticing that my hair is doing crazy things tonight. <laughs> uh, it's the weekly live show that happens every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern here at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. And like I was saying, our guest tonight is Jacqueline Jensen of TicketCake.com. And it's it's an honor to have her on. I've heard her speak. She actually spoke... Um, at a TEDx event not too long ago and she gave a similar presentation at the event I actually met her at and uh, she's phenomenal very smart and very doing some very cool things so we'll bring her on shortly but before we bring her on I want to of course thank our sponsors we've got a couple of them the first one is Ovali TV a company I'm an owner of Ovali TV hosts and produces live video events built to meet your objective visit Ovali.tv to request a free 30-minute consultation today to find out more about going live with your brand and by MailChimp. MailChimp is a new sponsor to the Young Female Entrepreneurs Live Show. You know, I need to take that off of the reading. They're not new. They've been around for a few months. <laughs> MailChimp uh, supports more than 2.5 million email subscribers wor- worldwide, sending 4 billion messages per month. MailChimp is designed for the do-it-yourself power user, someone looking for all of the power of an enterprise obligation, but built for anyone to use. And it's seriously built for anyone to use, even me, who is email challenged as far as um, a network or the, um, the newsletters go. So really, really thankful for MailChimp for that. Um, so I am in the chat. I'm checking out what you guys are saying. It's back there. We also have our tweets going down at the bottom of the screen. So if you tweet out using the hashtag YFE chat we'll pick it up and feature you we're trying to feature as many young female entrepreneurs tonight as possible which is why we did a call out um I know a number of you know that we have a good relationship with tout we've had their chief marketing officer on uh in the past they're an awesome company I'm a, a big fan of their CEO and he was just on um Bloomberg, I think, uh, news today talking about how they brought on a new board member in the uh, Yahoo ex-CEO. So really interesting stuff happening over there. But uh, that's besides the point. So I asked you guys to tout out a quick introduction of who you are, um, what your business is, and what you do. And so we got six submissions. So I want to make sure that we introduce all of them to you before we bring Jacqueline on of TicketCake.com. So our first touter is, let's meet her. Hey, it's Daisy Harris from HitTheMicMarketing.com. I am also the YFE City Coordinator for Phoenix, and I do the social outreach during the show. So make sure you give me a mention at YF Entrepreneur and uh, come chat with us at the hashtag YFE Chat. 
So that was at the Stacey Harris, who is on our at Wife Entrepreneur Twitter handle right now. So make sure that you guys give a shout out to her. So let's go on and meet another young Hi, my name is Danny Mandel. My business is called Studio Eats, studioeats.com. And I help women end their food struggle by listening to their bodies, creating beautiful food, and living their lives fully. So that's uh, studioeats.com, like she was saying. I actually have it on back here behind the screen, you can see. And on her website, the top post is meditating through an ice cream cone. I haven't gotten a chance to read that yet, but you guys, <laughs> you'll have to check it out, studioeats.com. So thanks for that. Let's move on to the next one. We'll do a couple more. Hey everybody, I'm Tessa Rowe, the YSC Seattle coordinator, along with Christina Krug. I'm also the founder of Tessa Lee Events, where I do corporate event planning, and I'm looking forward to chatting with some of you at the YSC chat tonight. And the next one. Hi, I'm Nicole Longstreet, and I'm a wardrobe strategist. You can check me out at thewardrobecode.com, sign up for my newsletter, and get a free copy of my e-guide, Be Your Own Stylist. Hi to all the ladies of YFE Chat. My name is Vanessa. I'm a travel writer and I write at turnipseattravel.com. Really looking forward to connecting with everyone tonight. And as always, I think it'll be a great chat. See you soon. Hi, my name is Stephanie and I'm creating Malia Rosa, a line of women's writing apparel that's fun, colorful, and feisty. And as always, I'm excited to hang out with all the truly outrageous ladies from YFE. So I really like doing these touts because you put uh, names to faces and we all look nice because we've taken the time to do the 15 second video. We put our makeup on and everything. So I really appreciate it um, being able to put names to faces. Lots, lots of the women that are in the chat showed up on the tout. So thanks you guys for that. Uh, so without further ado, let's talk about Jacqueline. So first of all, gorgeous name, right? I was telling her, I haven't really met too many people. You read about people that are named Jacqueline, but I have never had to really say it that often, and it's a really pretty name. So Jacqueline is a founder and the COO of TickyCake.com, a natural-born doer and an enthusiastic member of the Vegas tech community. She has been a relationship builder, problem solver, social marketer, project manager, and finance nerd. <laughs> she was on the path to becoming a standout in the business banking world, but left to take a shot at following her own entrepreneurial ambitions. Today, she is inspired by serendipity and other entrepreneurs she meets. So welcome onto YFE Chat Live, Jacqueline. Thank you. Thanks for the kind words about my name. My parents will love that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, anytime. So let's go ahead and get started and talk a little bit about your background as far as Ticket Cake goes. How did you become part of the team? So our team of three um, co-founders had worked together since 2008. And right out of college, we decided to start, start a web and graphics design company. So a lot of our clients ended up being concert venues in Salt Lake City and in Park City. So we would help them with things like their email marketing campaigns and web design and social media presence. And they uh, would tell us how much they hated their ticketing solution. There was a local ticketing solution as well um, as Ticketmaster, and they just really hated using both companies. So we thought, um, well, building a payment processor is pretty easy. So let's let's build that and let them use that. And then we'll marry in our skills with marketing and advertising and kind of have a unique solution for them. So uh, we launched that in January 2011. And it was pretty interesting because their competitors wanted to use the product, uh, which wasn't really our intention. It was just a, a product for our current web and graphics design clients. 
So we saw a need there and we ended up pivoting the company um, in January 2011 and that's where we started Ticket Cake. Very cool. I, I like that story. I like stories like that because we have uh, with Ovalai a very similar story where we were offering uh, web hosting or small um, uh, shared hosting to our to our clients and doing the live stream to extend that reach and people were um, saying how much they liked it and so we went and did a, a small little pivot to focus on the live streaming and I think stories like that are always so empowering because just because you're starting on one on one row doesn't mean that that is the final destination. So. Absolutely. Kudos to you guys. So now I've read it in a few different articles where you mentioned you were started out of a garage. How how literal is that? Because you hear that a lot of times. You know, we were starting in our dorm room or we were starting in a garage. What did, what did the early days look like? Uh, so they were pretty cold. Um, <laughs> we, we were literally um, in a converted four-car four garage in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, there was no running water. I mean, basically, it, it was a garage, a four-car garage, and our CTO, Dylan Jorgensen, um, renovated it, uh, for lack of a better term, into a workspace. So um, we had all the computers in there. Sometimes, um, you know, like power outages kind of would happen if we got too much stuff going on, and um, it was it was pretty rugged. But the early days were a lot of fun. I think um, as we continue to grow the company, when we We'll look back. I think we'll look back at those times and smile. Um, but we moved to uh, downtown Las Vegas in May of 2012 after visiting three months earlier. We kind of heard about what was happening in downtown Las Vegas and wanted to check out the tech scene. So we came down and um, met a lot of founders and met a lot of entrepreneurs, met a few investors, and we decided to move the company three months later. <laughs> All right, so we've got at Corey Freeman on the chat saying she doesn't know what she does, but she likes the llama. So we're showing some of the images from her Instagram. <laughs> um, so let's take it back just a step. So you moved to Vegas, you're a tech company. So Ticket Cake, tell us a little bit more about, you know, I read your bio about what it is that who you are, but what is Ticket Cake? So Ticket Cake is an event management platform. So uh, we sell tickets to events. We also host free registration for events that are free. But more than that, and what makes us really different is we provide um, a personalized backend experience for event organizers. So event organizers can give us a call and um, make changes to their events by just emailing us, or maybe they'll ask us what price they should charge for an event that they're doing that they've never done before. Um, they can pick our brains about advertising options. We head up some advertising options on our dime for them. So it's really, um, if you have an event coming up and the success of it is really important to you and you want to get new people there and you need help along that process, that's what we provide. Very cool. Yeah, I, I talked to Jacqueline um, earlier this week, I believe, and because young people entrepreneurs, we've got a couple city coordinators on the chat, actually. We've used Eventbrite in the past. Who is? It's a competitor of yours, right? It is. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I like what you have to say because I've read, like I said, a couple articles about what it is that you're doing. And you're really, it's not just about event ticketing, it's changing the way you see events changing online how we how we thought about selling tickets you think that more people need help in promotion you, they need suggestions they mean they need more of a catered service kind of like what zappos uh your neighbors have um have kind of built out and i actually had a question about zappos and i um 
do I'm sorry for skipping ahead but (laughs) since it's kind of related so ticket cake um you've taken a a page out of the Zappos handbook by focusing on customer service something that's lacking like we were just talking about so what's the process look like so let's say that I am watching right now um and we don't even we haven't talked about too much of your background and why why it is that YFE really loves Jacqueline and, and the story behind ticket cake but so skipping ahead if someone wanted to start with you what is the process of selling event tickets on ticket cake well so so to back up let's talk about what sucks about ticketing right <laughs> so so i'm sure you guys have bought tickets online before and it's not a fun process mm-hmm. um if you have questions you're not really sure who to call if you have a cancellation and you can't attend that event any longer um you have a hard time reaching someone to get your money back. It's a messy process. And then um, for event organizers, you're kind of left in the dark as well. You're left on your own. Um, Some competitors of ours have a great checkout process and a great event creation form that you fill out and you manage. Well, what if you're busy planning your event? And what if you really don't want to be in the ticketing business? So that's kind of where we jump in. Um, right now, we look at every single event that goes on to Ticket Cake, and we hope to do that for the rest of the life of the company. So when you want to post an event on Ticket Cake, there's a form on our website. You fill it out. Someone gets back to you very quickly. We address what your needs are for your event. Have you done this event for multiple years, and this is maybe your fifth year of doing a summer festival? Is this your first charity event? Is this a free event and you really want to get the word out and double the audience that you had the last time you had this event? We determine what your needs are. And from there, you're going to be partnered with um, a concierge, that we call it, um, where you would be able to contact that concierge anytime you have any questions, anytime you need some extra help. Uh, So that's the process. See, I really like that. I think it makes sense. And I feel like a lot of companies are moving that way too right now, that the added service and really focusing on the experience for not only the person purchasing the ticket, but the person selling it. Not saying that everyone's doing that exact type of service, but you know what I mean. Yeah, the the technology to sell a ticket is there. Um, We've all used it and it really hasn't changed, right? I mean, purchasing a ticket online has been pretty static, but um, what does need to change is the level of service for both the ticket buyer and the event organizer, and that's what we believe. No, I think that makes a lot of sense, and it's a good lesson for a lot of us that have these different industries where there are competitors out there. How can we tweak it just a little bit? How can we, what other problems you know are surrounding something that's been stagnant for some time? So we were just showing off your website, and you have just crazy amounts of events on there and they're all really cool and but you've had you've sold tickets for acts like Snoop Dogg and Third Eye Blind how did you get such high profile events on on Ticket Cake what was the process like for getting those on there yeah so we um we were involved with venues that brought in major worldwide acts during the Sundance Film Festival in Park City Utah so the venues that I spoke about earlier that we had partnered with um, to help with marketing and advertising, they were involved in nightlife for the Sundance Film Festival. Their, their venues were right there. Um, so that first 30 days that we had launched, we ticketed Snoop Dogg, Lauren Hill, The Roots, Cascade, Nelly, Third Eye Blind, Pussycat Dolls, Neon Trees. I mean, some really major bands in our first 30 days. So it was pretty overwhelming and really exciting at the same time. Um, And sometimes hard work and a lot of luck coincided. I think that's what really happened for us. 
Um, we had worked as a team, like I said, since 2008. So um, nothing about Ticket Cake was done overnight, that's for sure. Um, but that first burst of success, and now the 27 months after we had launched, um, they've really unfolded like they should. Very cool. And since you mentioned the fact that you and your your co-founders have been together for so long, your your co-founders are two dudes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> what's that like? So first of all, on the Instagrams, I think one of them, I don't have that unfortunately to show you, but one of them was like a, a champagne bottle with a little plastic like baggy over it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's saying that you came home to that, which was funny. Um, so not only do you, are you a co-founder with them, but you you live with them, right? Yes. Okay, so what's that like? And and I think the more important question is having you on their team, is having a female on the team, has that per- given you any type of advantages? Yeah, well, what's, what's really interesting is, so we started working together right out of college, and so our skills um, are really marry each other. You know, they, they marry each other that we – if one person was learning something, the other two didn't learn it. And then, um, so our team works really, really well together, which was awesome. Um, and I was first attracted to the team because I thought we could do something pretty incredible. And I thought, um, our skills were at that time were different enough and we were flexible enough to be able to work together, um, and do something great. Um, as far as living together, um, that was kind of something that came out of us being so lean and bootstrapped for so long. Um, once we had raised the money from the Vegas Tech Fund, which is headed up by Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos, um, it, it was hard to wrap our heads around really spending money and, and having salaries and we <laughs> wanted to work together and we wanted to be as lean as we could and we felt we owed it to our investors to um, stretch our dollar and, and make it happen. So we, we the building we live in is actually the same building that a lot of the startup entrepreneurs live in that are part of the Vegas Tech Fund. And in fact, Tony and some of his employees even live in the same building. So we knew we wanted to be in that building. It was a bit expensive and, and so we decided if we can um, pool resources and live and work together that that would be the way we could make it. Um, but as far as being a woman on the team, um, I would say I'm first aspiring to be a great entrepreneur and second aspiring to be a great female entrepreneur. But first and foremost, I'm I'm an entrepreneur and um, I think I bring a good skill set to any team, whether it be all women or all men or a mixed team. And I really just try and keep my eye on that. I think it's interesting. There's a number of women that we've brought on that have specifically been given an advantage. I don't want to say they've been given it. They've taken it. Uh, Whereas, you know, people are looking for they get scholarships or grants um, or accepted into specific programs within college because they are a female and people are are really Mm -hmm. looking for females to step up. Um, so I like, I'm always encouraged by women saying, it's not a female thing. It's I just want to be a better entrepreneur. I want to move forward like this. I don't necessarily want to be pigeonholed into being thought of as a female. So um, the other point that you brought up about um, the salaries, the idea that you guys have money that you could spend and how you want to, how what type of strategy 
you want to put in place and where that money is going. And you mentioned the idea of salaries and how you could actually have one. <laughs> and yeah, this is yeah. this, that's a constant um, discussion or point of discussion within YFE chat, especially for women that are more of a self-employed type of nature, mm-hmm. where they are doing maybe freelance work, that kind of a thing. And there's people on one side of the camp that say, pay yourself now, You're this is not a charity or whatever it is. And there's people on the other side of the camp that are saying, this is not a charity. It may be people, this is me. <laughs> this is my opinion. It's not that it's it's a charity. It's, um, what was the word we were saying? It's not a hobby, but it's an investment. And so if you're not paying yourself now, if you're living on ramen noodles, later on you're putting money back into the business because you're hoping to get money out of it so can you tell us about your I mean what was that experience like as far as were you able to pay yourself right away um like are you are you willing to to divulge any of that information oh, oh yeah of course so um we had been in business 18 months before moving to Las Vegas and closing our seed round in, of investment. And the short answer to your question is no, we um, did not pay ourselves. Uh, about 12 months in, we started doing $400 a piece per month. Um, and that was huge. That, that was something that we've really had to think about and uh, really decided to go for that. And we thought that's what the business could afford at the time. Um, it was hard. I mean, I'm, um, I'm not going to say it's for everyone that that's what they should do. I had a mortgage. Um, our CTO had a mortgage. It it was rough. It was pretty hard. Um, we we just made it work. So I I wouldn't say it's for everyone to not take a paycheck or to only do a $400 paycheck to kind of cover your expenses really is or the expenses of the business really just driving to and from the garage or maybe taking a flight out to San Francisco. We the $400 was really just to cover that kind of stuff. Um, but it worked for us and it kept us hungry and I, uh, I wouldn't have done it any different. I think that's a good reality check for a lot of young entrepreneurs because you hear this as kind of like the dream lifestyle or a good way to get rich quick, but really there's better ways. I just heard someone say this today. There's better ways of getting rich quick. I mean, other, other than entrepreneurship, actually, it's kind of a crummy way of getting rich quick. It's yeah, yeah I mean, if, if 1% of startup companies make it, which is, which is a stat I heard, um, you're if you're trying to get rich quick, you're picking the wrong fork. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, we're almost out of time, and I want to talk about the Downtown Vegas Project and the Vegas Tech Fund and how you guys got involved with it and what it looks like. Yeah, so the, um, the Downtown Project is the $350 million project to revitalize downtown Las Vegas. And it's headed up by a few people. Um, one of them is Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos. And... Um, they were seeing that in downtown Las Vegas, a lot of really cool tech um, entrepreneurs and founders and just people interested in tech were congregating. So they thought, you know what, let's go in and let's really pour some money into this area and see what can happen. And they are going to move Zappos headquarters, kitty corner from our building downtown into the old city hall. Um, And they're doing a lot of really really cool projects. So an arm of that is a $50 million um, fund that's called the Vegas Tech Fund, and that is used um, to invest in tech companies. So we were company number seven. There's um, 20 companies funded so far. Six of the 20 have um, female entrepreneurs as founders. Um, There's three more in the pipeline that have females as founders. 
which is really exciting. And um, so you can come down and you can visit the uh, downtown project and see what's happening, meet up with other entrepreneurs and see if it's a fit for your company. Uh, and that's what we did in February 2012. And we visited one more time and then we moved. So it was a pretty quick thing for us, but we knew that um, downtown Las Vegas was definitely the place we wanted to be to shape a city, essentially. Well, and I like that. And I just looking through some of the copy on the website, it sounds like it's very much rooted in the Zappos idea of fun. And looking through your Instagram, uh, again, bringing it back to Instagram, I feel like I talk about that too much on the show. But um, I post too much, so it's okay. No, I love it. I follow you on Instagram, and that's one of the reasons why I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like talk to this girl. She's so fun. So um, I think it was last night you guys were boarding a bus. Yeah. And somebody said something on Twitter. I forget which one of you guys it was. Uh, said something about it looks like college. Sounds like college yeah. only better at the wardrobe code. Um, yeah. So tell us about the actual like off hours when you're not working and how that plays into it. Because I know you're very much about networking and building community. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, off hours. Uh, well, really, let's let's take it back a little bit. So there are no off hours. Yeah. So the <laughs> idea behind downtown Las Vegas is live, work, and play, and that they blend all together. So so back in Salt Lake City, we would work and we would play and we would live, and those were three distinct things. Um, scaled more on the work, but we and then way less on the play. But we didn't really mix those. And here, um, I constantly feel like I'm working but I'm working while I'm playing, which is a totally different feeling than I've ever had. So um, when you were talking about boarding the bus, so we were boarding the Delivering Happiness bus to go to a secret location, which ended up being this awesome house that Tony had purchased, and they did a big scavenger hunt with a bunch of people who were visiting from all across the nation. Um, and it was awesome, right? So we do things like that all the time. When, when you're talking about the picture with the llama, that was a New Year's Eve party. And they had um, one of those step and repeats where, where you pose in front of a background and they had a live llama there. So I, it's, it's crazy. It's I pinch myself every day. It's so much fun. It sounds like fun. And I will. And actually, since I'm asking, what's what's the family life? Because I like that idea that everything molds together, that it's play, it's work, it's 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 life. Um, so do any of the founders have families or yeah. lives outside of that and what does that look like yeah so I think it's um, it's different for everyone um, there's some founders that have children and husbands or wives that live in the same building we live in and um, there's some who live in suburbs and come to events that are downtown or come hang out downtown maybe during the day and co-work um, it looks different for everyone but I would say there's a variety of um, of family situations or single situations or dating situations there's there's a lot of variety so not everyone is living with their their co-founders <laughs> um, I I ventured to say almost no one is <laughs> um, I, that's kind of us just being lean that, that it's what we do I like it it's awesome well you know what thank you so much for being on the show tonight and I want to make sure that you're able to go because guess what ladies so everyone that's watching now, um, Jackie's actually a producer on, um, and I have it actually on Ticket Cake. It's Downtown Podcast. Yeah, is that what you guys are calling it. Um, yeah, downtownpodcast.tv. Yeah, can you tell them really fast? Uh, so tonight's guest, maybe give us a little preview of what you guys are doing on the podcast tonight. Yeah, so each um, each week on Thursday nights at 9 p.m., we have about 40 to 50 
people in the community come up to our live and workspace in the building called the Ogden and they come and watch a live podcast. So um, we have a lot of people visiting downtown Las Vegas. So a lot of times for guests, we draw upon that list or sometimes we have someone local that's doing something amazing and our CTO interviews them. So our CTO, Dylan Jorgensen, is the host. There's a whole slew of volunteers who donate time and um, donate cameras and all kinds of things. And it's really just um, a 20% project that our team does to give back to the community. I think it's really cool. And it's a great way to just explain what it is that you do as far as Ticket Cake goes, because you're able to RSVP for this and show up. So smart. Very cool. Well, is there anything that you want to leave all of us with, Jackie? You have, or Jacqueline, you have such a, like a, just a really interesting story and a really interesting lifestyle that a lot of us don't get to see every day. Um, Is there one piece of advice that you want young female entrepreneurs to take away from tonight? Uh, The one piece of advice I would say is show up. Um, I know we were nervous about going to downtown Las Vegas to see what was happening, even just if it was a vacation. We thought, we're not Vegas people, maybe that's not for us, but we just showed up and it was one of the best things that we could have ever done. Um, but any female entrepreneurs out there, I'm really accessible um, on Twitter, I'm at Jackie M. Jensen. Um, on email, I'm Jackie at ticketcake.com. And um, I would love to have you come down, come visit and um, see what we're doing in downtown Las Vegas. And before I let you go, Chris, at Christina Krug is asking, or Krug, um, she's asking about um, how many people are on your team. So if, if we email you today, how many people are handling, are we going through your people, or what does, how many people are on your team? There's only three of us. Okay. That's awesome. No, I, yeah. and you, you always respond so quickly, and I just love the passion behind everything. So again, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, so we've just been watching Jacqueline Jensen of TicketCake.com. She's the COO and a founder and just such a cool woman and just a very cool service too. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Uh, But for everyone that's watching right now, make sure that you check out the rest of our replays over on YouTube at youtube.com slash yfentrepreneur. We also have replays over on iTunes. If you do a search for young female entrepreneurs, you can find our videos and our MP3s. So if you want to take it on the go while you're jogging, um, if you're there, if you can leave a comment, I would love you forever because this is my little tip for all of you that are watching. iTunes algorithms, you get ranked up in the charts higher by people that are commenting versus on how many people that are actually watching. So, very good tip. Um, So anyway, thank you all so much for showing up live. Thank you, huge thank you to all of the women that sent in touts. Continue doing that. Tag your touts and your Instagrams with YFE Chat, and I'll make sure that I pull them in through the live stream and that we share on Facebook and Twitter. So... This has been Jennifer Dono, the host of Young Female Entrepreneurs, uh, the live show with YFE Chat. I'm going to pop back on shortly for the after party. We're still tweeting on YFE Chat, but thank you all so much for coming. I'll see you next Thursday, same time, same place.